0: politics or do these things even go together but actually at the heart of it it's supporting local people to bring about the positive change they want to see for their families their communities and ultimately a happier healthier more connected society volunteering is an incredibly powerful force and actually when you combine that with what sport and physical activity can do that's where you unlock the magic
1: hi there and welcome to season three of the engaged volunteer podcast where we bring together volunteers and leaders in volunteer management to share their incredible experiences and journeys at their respective organizations. For this season, we've got some great guests lined up, and as you may have already picked up, a new co-host. My name's Phil Bomiter, Head of Sales for Europe at Rostify, and I'm really excited to be joining the Engage Volunteer podcast team alongside Shannon to highlight the incredible work of our volunteer managers worldwide. For the first episode of the new season, we're thrilled to be joined by Jenny Betteridge, Strategic Lead for Volunteering at Sport England, and Shruti Sajani, City Programme and Volunteer Manager at the England and Wales Cricket Board, otherwise known as the ECB. With over 10 million people in the UK choosing to volunteer their time through sport and physical activity last year, this episode of the podcast sees us dive a little deeper into the physical and social benefits of connected communities. We take a closer look at an inspiring volunteer led project, Dream Big Desi Women, which was created for enthusiastic and passionate individuals who wanted to make a difference in their community on and off the field through cricket. Jenny and Shruti highlight the importance of creating programs that are accessible regardless of gender, levels of resources or technology, as well as discussing the significance of a robust volunteer feedback loop which helps to shape and evolve these programs to become better for all involved. We also discussed the impact of the last 12 to 18 months on volunteering and physical activity, as well as how changes in thinking around connection and personal development through technology is being shared and implemented across sports all over the UK. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, then welcome. The Engage Volunteer podcast aims to highlight the ways in which organizations and individuals are engaged in their communities to connect them to the events and causes they are passionate about. The best way to support us is to click the follow button on whichever platform you're listening on to make sure you never miss an episode. We'd also love to get your feedback on the podcast and any suggestions you may have of guests you'd like to hear from. Please feel free to get in contact via our website or LinkedIn and don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about us too. Enjoy. Jenny Shruti, great to speak to you, great to have two giants of the volunteering sports scene here in the UK on my podcasting debut, so uh, thank you very much for getting involved.
2: Thanks Philip, really excited to be here, especially with Jenny.
0: Yeah, absolutely, pleasure.
1: Perfect. So I guess the first question to, to kind of set the scene is kind of what are your current roles and... I suppose maybe this might be a two-part question, but you know, how have they maybe changed during the pandemic, um, specifically around obviously the volunteering side?
0: Yeah, I will jump in first on that one. So my name is Jenny Betteridge, and I am strategic lead for volunteering at Sport England. And Sport England is a arms-length government body which supports community sport and physical activity, helping us all lead healthier and happier lives. So we want everyone in the country to have the opportunity to feel the benefits. That the life-changing impacts of sport and physical activity can bring and if you kind of think that down to a community level you know that could be Saturday morning little league it could be Tuesday night netball it could be a group of friends getting together to go for a bike ride or do a bit of hula hooping or whatever the vast majority of those activities are run by volunteers so my role in in normal times is working with partners who share our vision to help support even more people to give their time and those who give their time have an amazing experience helping others get active. The last 18 months, I think, for everyone has been, has been crazy. Sport England reacted quite quickly and moved into supporting emergency funding, supporting those in the sector who were facing incredible challenges. So since March 2020, we've made available £270 million of government and national lottery funding to support partners uh, from the really big to the really tiny community groups who were trying to keep the lights on and keep themselves together so that actually sport and physical activity continues for healthier people, but also happier, you know, mental health has come through strongly. So my work in this last 18 months has kind of pivoted quite a lot to kind of the immediate response. And now as we're hopefully, I'm touching wood everywhere, come out of it, it's around helping support volunteers and communities to return but also appreciating the opportunities perhaps to kind of shake things up and do things, do things differently in the volunteering space.
1: Fantastic and you know great initiative to get, you know, sport and volunteering two subjects very close to my heart uh, together uh, and bringing people to kind of get more active on that front as well. Shruti, over to you.
2: Thanks, Phil. So I'm Shruti Sajani, the senior manager for the City Programme and Volunteers. And what a am going to say it's been an interesting 18 months. And um, for me, it's been a great experience because I've had the pleasure and the opportunity to actually feed into the wider volunteer strategy for the England and Wales Cricket Board and also play a huge part in understanding and also meeting so many volunteers who make a difference to the game. We know that volunteers are the reason cricket happens and... The past eighteen months has allowed me to learn so many stories that are on the ground and basically understanding how cricket can make the volunteering experience better. And I'm really excited, as we, as Jenny's already touched on, as we exit out of this period. Um, touching wood on my side as well, but um, as we as we go back to sports and um, this new way of working. I'm excited to put volunteers in cricket at the forefront of everything we do in every department. So a really exciting 6 to 12 months ahead. Um, So watch this space.
1: Yeah, certainly. I think, you know, the whole thing, I recently did my first volunteering stint um, down in London as part of the European Championships and I can see how easy it is to to catch the bug and, and get involved and, as you said, meet so many different people from different walks of life that you'd probably never meet in in, in your normal day-to-day jobs. So, um, certainly a, an amazing initiative. I'd just like you to maybe take it back a step and just maybe look at kind of how did you guys get into your roles and where where did it come from? Was it something you always wanted to do, or did you just kind of fall into it? Um Shruti, maybe we can start with you.
2: So working in sports was something that I always wanted to do. And Jenny's heard this story, but um I had a vision board where I wrote that one day I want to change sports for women like me and women who look like me. And at the time, so that was what, about nine years ago, um, I didn't feel or there was an opportunity for me in sports. However, fast forward seven years ago. And I saw this opportunity where it showcased a partnership with Sport England and England and World's Cricket Board to inspire two thousand South Asian women to make a difference in their communities and volunteer. And as soon as I read that, I was like, "Oh my God! This, this is this is it! This is what I want! This is what I want to do! This is the role!" And whether or not I can get a job from it, I want to be a volunteer and be a part of it because it felt like a change. It felt like a movement, and there was just such a huge buzz around it. And I am a cricket nut. I absolutely love cricket as well. So like bringing my passion and making a difference together was like a dream come true. And I remember going through the interview process and I remember not sleeping that whole like duration because I was just like, Oh my God, like I want this role. I think I had like, <laughs> I was awake all night. um just waiting for a response. Um, but Hey, it worked out. It did. It was a good, good response. And I'm here today making that difference. So I think, yeah, it's been an incredible journey and um, as we come into the program and we talk about, I guess, dreaming big, that's what I'd like to think I did over the past nine years and what inspired me to be here today.
1: Absolutely, such an inspirational way of thinking. I wished I was kind of that that way inclined when I was younger to have that that vision and dream, but um, clearly, you know, you set out to do something and achieve something amazing. So um, I think it's a brilliant story. Jenny, how about you? Was it Was it kind of a similar approach to you?
0: It wasn't. My, my path brought me a little bit uh, differently. So I actually started my career working in politics. I worked for the Labour Party for 13 years, everything from grassroots community campaigning right up through to national general election campaigns. And actually, when I then moved across to work for Sport England and Sport, actually, it was a little bit self-sensitive politics Sport? do these things even go together? But actually, at the heart of it, it's supporting local people to bring about the positive change they want to see for their families, their communities, and ultimately a happier, healthier, more connected society. Volunteering is an incredibly powerful force. And actually, when you combine that with what sport and physical activity can do, that's where you unlock the magic. So in that sense, I almost feel as though my path was as destined as Shruti's, in a sense of I love working to help people bring about that positive change. And we can do that through loads of people coming together, loads of different ideas. And really importantly, shining a light, which is what uh, the ECB, the England Cricket Board, have done, shining a light around who actually isn't in the room, who's not yet enjoying and benefiting from the magic of, in this case, cricket, and actually then identifying it and then genuinely working in a way that really engages those communities and those individuals and brings people like Shruti through and her leadership and her vision so that actually... When Sport England, we were really honoured to help be kind of the startup partners in the Dream Big programme. We invested £1.2 million of lottery funding back in November 2018 to say, you've got a great idea, you want to engage in this in this case, it's South Asian British South Asian women, in the love of cricket and helping them inspire and drive forward the change of the next generation through their work with the children's programs. Like, oh, my goodness, of course, we want to be part of that. That sounds brilliant. So my journey, whilst not as direct, perhaps, but actually still is about bringing, uh, bringing that magic and helping unlock that change.
1: Yeah, it's so important. I know with, with many of my conversations, you know, and we've all seen new stories of volunteering and communities, especially over the last 18 months coming to together you know to see two or to see a project come together in this way is 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 incredibly inspiring and i'm sure and it's probably a good segue into talking about the dream big program and kind of what it's about so shruti yeah if you could uh, let let the listeners know what what dream big is and and how it's really making that change
2: so dream big Bessy women is i'd like to say a nationwide movement inspiring not only south asian women as many people in the community to come and dream big with us and lead our national programs so where we've got a city program execs across um, seven key cities which include London Leicester Birmingham Nottingham and Leeds Bradford Manchester and what we set out to do so as Jenny mentioned the funding was um allocated in 2018 and we were we formed together as a brand new team in 2019 the biggest year of cricket you'd like to say the Cricket World Cup, that test match where that Ben Stokes innings um, and (laughs) it was a huge opportunity for us to maximise on the love for the game from South Asian community but also create opportunities where individuals felt from the South Asian background that cricket was a game for them. So what we set out to do was Introduce our national programme, so All Stars and Dynamos Cricket Now, into community in in inner city. So we we challenged the perception that you needed a big green field to play cricket. And what we did was take cricket to faith centres, community centres, anywhere where there was a safe space to play. We basically stood up cricket there, which was amazing. And some exciting, I guess, updates and news for your listeners. I and mean, even Jenny's not heard this. So, this is, oh, this is great. Amazing. <laughs> um, so, in year one, we re- we recruited 549 South Asian females. Um, despite the pandemic and everything that's happened in the past 18 months, we're currently at 780. So, that's a huge um, uplift, despite like cricket not happening. And if you think about the cities that I've just mentioned, COVID cases were really high we've come back and we've seen Cricket's force as a power of good to bring these communities back, get active, get fit, and also make them feel part of the community. And I'd also like to highlight that, I guess, the project is all built by these incredible um, ambassadors of our programme. Like this, this whole programme, Dream Big, it came from the feedback we got from these South Asian women. They told us they wanted something Inspiration and aspirational we we made it for them we everything in the project has been built from bottom up this project mm-hmm. belongs to them it's their identity that they associate cricket with so for me to play a little part in that I'm like super delighted and super lucky
1: I think it was a little bit more than a little part I think you're being modest there but again it's an incredible story and Jenny I suppose kind of seeing this coming from kind of almost been just an idea to fruition to kind of where it is is probably vindication of kind of sport england being involved i imagine
0: absolutely i couldn't put it better and in fact as you probably know that, that in sport there are are fairly kind of established kind of sports established bodies and actually sometimes it's quite hard to to change that mindset or or like i say kind of look and see who who's not in the room you know and having someone as fundamental and as high profile as as cricket to show that actually you can do it in a, in a school hall, you can do it in a mosque or a or a temple, you know, you can do it in different places and engage in different ways. But also what I've been really pleased with is, is that as well as the ECB doing this for themselves and for their game, Shruti and her team have made a huge effort to share and share that best practice and share that learning across cricket. So actually, we know through inclusion is if you help people feel part of it and feel ownership of it that actually it benefits everyone. You know, I'm incredibly fortunate I take my kid along to the All Stars and the Dynamos and the way they engage me as a parent volunteer uh, and get me involved off the sideline actually comes from the learnings that I'm seeing Shruti share. Likewise, and I'm sure we'll come on to it a bit later, that actually how other sports have adapted through the pandemic, taking training qualifications online, for example, suddenly Mm -hmm. makes it far more accessible. To a huge number more of people whether that's more women that are k- taking coaching qualifications or or the like so actually there's learning here to show that actually the sports sector is is able to adapt is able to respond and actually does sport in the way that people people want to do sport and physical activity it's fun it's connected
1: yeah absolutely and 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 it's about bringing that enjoyment through and 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 I suppose allowing people to do it kind of on their terms when they need to being kind of More proactive rather than reactive is always a line I'd like to throw in there. So um, it's absolutely along the right lines. And I guess, Shruti, there's probably a big kind of part of this which is being managed or kind of produced by the volunteers to kind of stepping up and helping with the programs and areas like that as well.
2: Yeah, definitely. So our national programme, so All Stars is an initiative for five to eight year olds and Dynamo's Cricket is an initiative for eight to 11 year olds. So when we set up these programmes, it's about getting these volunteers or these Dream Big Ambassadors in this case to actually help us run these programmes and ensure the kids have a fun fun time and it's basically provided a great experience of cricket but also without all the added challenges that like you need to be a qualified coach, you need you need all these badges and stuff to actually pro- like lead an activity. We we empower the volunteers and ambassadors to have all the skills, all the training, but also the biggest thing is that support network around them to mm-hmm. it's not just them to make a difference in their community and make that lasting impact, not only on themselves but also the children and in this case, growing a lifelong passion of cricket or for cricket so yeah it's um and as Jenny's heard it quite a bit we we've got a team mantra which is about changing the world a little bit and that's why referring to my little phrase I genuinely believe that the volunteers the ambassadors the team it's all about the little changes that have helped us change the world a little bit
1: absolutely and Jenny I guess obviously with all your experience and all the sports you've seen you know the the crucial part that volunteers play in programs like this I mean it's it's not really to be underestimated is it?
0: Absolutely not so even last year the year that we've had over 10 million people in England gave up their time to help sport and physical activity happen and that is huge you know sport and physical activity is one of the largest uh, sectors that people volunteer in and actually the roles are everything and anything so if any of your listeners uh, don't currently volunteer and would like to help their local community and kind of make that Kind of magic happens. There's a huge range of roles, everything from what you probably immediately jump to as a reference. You always think, Oh, do I need to be a coach? Do I need to be that? But so you could be absolutely everything from, you know, helping in the back office, helping with social media, helping be the, the volunteer coordinator in the world. And they're absolutely everything. Our most recent active live survey has shown that actually there's a huge range of people who do it from the, the week in, week out fantastic stalwarts that help make sport happen through to the ad hoc monthly I'd probably fit in that column right the way through to the kind of event day one-off volunteering which you yourself Philip have referenced so actually there's a whole spectrum of brilliant ways people can engage and if you even just start thinking about the variety of sports I had the pleasure of chatting to a lady in the North Kennington Community (laughs) Centre this week and she was telling me about their online hula classes for, (laughs) for kids and teenagers which was just epic it's brilliant but that, that is also it. You know, it's about finding your, your space in that and making that magic happen.
1: Yeah, online hula classes. Who'd have thought we'd be hearing about that, you know, 18, 24 months ago. But a fantastic initiative, allowing people to get active in their homes and areas like that. And and probably Jenny, just to, to push on that point, how have you seen volunteering change, you know, over the last 12 to 18 months? You know, obviously, you know, the big story is always the pandemic. But actually, even before that, did you see any changes in kind of how not only volunteering was happening, but how organisations were approaching the way they looked at volunteers or, or how volunteers supported their programmes.
0: Yes, absolutely. I think in answer to your, your question, Philip, the first response for me would almost be technology, which I appreciate is where yours and I's interests cross over. Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. the digital explosion, which had been there and had been underlying, has come to the fore in the last 18 months. You know, alongside all the challenges, there have been fantastic innovations and innovations don't need to be high tech. It could actually be something like putting AGMs online, you know, um, annual general meetings of a local club or uh, a lot more technologies there to even easily divvy up roles. You know, you actually have certain platforms that can help you do that. Uh, but equally, you could do it on a WhatsApp group. So actually, this idea of breaking down roles is actually changing the structure uh, of, of how you can help volunteer in sport. So actually, being a, a, a treasurer or something that is a defined role previously, there's loads of different ways to do that. And I guess against the backdrop, we also need to talk about the amazingness that sport and community groups have done to step up to help their communities. You know, we've seen sports clubs transform into food banks to do food Mm -hmm. deliveries to, you know, we have great partners in This Mum Runs and they did some fantastic prescription uh, pick up and drop offs uh, through their running network, the likes of Good Gym. You know, there has been a load of sports and community groups step up and step into that space where their community has needed them. And at the same time, created usually through technology, those online connections to help their players, their members, their volunteers feel connected because mental health has really come to the fore. So whether you've got the likes of Flyers Hockey Club who have done online challenges each week through to, you know, it's honoured to be part of the LTA, the Tennis uh, Volunteer Awards panel, and hearing the the different ways that particularly young people have helped their peers through setting setting challenges, catch-ups, uh, skills, test- like you say, everything in your front room. Um, <laughs> And it has unlocked a whole load of creativity. Um, so whilst this last year has been really hard, really hard, so many of our volunteers have had to step back to protect themselves and protect their families. There has also been a load of creativity and innovation, particularly driven uh, by digital and technology that has, has helped that connection where we couldn't meet in person.
1: Absolutely. I think back in kind of March April this year, I think we were all in our front rooms attempting to do the Joe Wicks for however many days or weeks we could. And uh, I know my my son was very much dragging me off the chair to do it. So I think it worked. And exactly. It was technology, which was the kind of aid of that as well. So Shruti, have you seen kind of similar within kind of your role within the ECB and the Dream Big program in terms of that change when it comes to volunteering and digital and technology?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think we um, it's accelerated thinking around, I guess, making training available online or at your fingertips. I think Jenny's hit the nail on the head and um, covers all the trends that we've seen. One of the things that we've definitely, I guess, seen as well is around how do we support those groups who don't have access to this technology as to their fingertips? So be it like Mm -hmm. having access to internet or Um, having a laptop to do various training so we've looked at various innovative ways to ensure that the training that we deliver is suitable to do on your phone or it's suitable to do in a group environment if you don't have access to certain means so whether it is getting sent home a workbook because you don't have a printer for example we've, we've taken a lot of different and little changes that we've made to make sure that everyone in our network feels a part of the project and there's no barrier like that's come in the way of that and it's been it's been interesting it's been it's been a great learning but I also think as Joni's mentioned that it's brought this community together allowed like especially the cricket clubs like thinking broader than the dream big program thinking about volunteering as a whole in cricket we've utilized some of these first class county grounds some of the clubs to be potential vaccination centers to help become food banks and I think that that feeling about being a part of community and making that difference it's continued and it will continue because people like that collective feeling people like to be a part of a group so i'm really Mm -hmm. excited to see um when things are back up and running how these relationships continue how cricket clubs play their part in connecting to the community and how we continue growing the game um through other means and not just on the field
1: yeah Absolutely. And to kind of pick up a couple of amazing points you've you've made there um, and to kind of probe it a little bit, I guess, um, probably not the right word, but anyway, we'll go with that. How has you seen your own personal internal role when it comes to kind of managing these volunteers and managing these processes, as you've mentioned? So, you know, looking at the workbooks, making sure you get the information about what people need. How, how have you seen that change or is there anything in particular that you've done that has kind of allowed you to you know cater to people's needs much quicker than maybe previously before
2: i think despite the pandemic i think what we set out to do in 2019 was make this a program that was built by the volunteers so we always had like a 360 feedback loop like we always had Mm. relationships with the volunteers um and we ensured that everyone was heard so regardless whether it was positive, negative, or unbiased feedback, we always took it and we evolved. And to this day, me or the team, we, we always get emails on feedback, good or bad. I think what's changed is probably the streams that they communicate with us. So as Jenny's mentioned around WhatsApp, like that's probably become more, even more, like we used to use WhatsApp because we knew they, again, creating that group. Um, I think I'm a part of so many WhatsApp groups. Um, it's unreal. <laughs> I cr- I'm like I do read my messages but I think I've got over 100 unread right now and I'm just like oh my god! wow <laughs> so I'm sure I can do that on my on my leave but I think it's just um we've always had this open door policy at the England Wales Cricket Board so not just my team but wider and that's the ethos that we've looked to carry on into the wider volunteer action plan and strategy that we are hoping to launch in the near future and as I mentioned because this program has been built by volunteers it's been easy for us to pivot and change should we need to. What the team did throughout, I guess, the past 18 months was they did check-in calls. So as Jenny's already alluded to, mental health was a huge, um, I guess, a huge subject that was brought to the fore. But if you think about the South Asian community that we we were working with, uh, mental health is still has a stigma around it. So... Mm. One of the things that we did in 2019 was we trained over 100 mental health first aiders as a further development in the programme. And it was so interesting because these 100 um, individuals throughout the pandemic stepped up to be ambassadors in their in their community and be that sounding board and just basically set up a circle group for people to come in and have a chat to see different faces. So we've definitely been a champion for change, especially in the volunteers that we've engaged to be more proactive to talk about mental health which has been really good and we will continue to have these relationships to change and pivot how we move forward and how this dream big project evolves as well so I'm really excited I'm excited by a lot of things but
1: yeah absolutely and and I think you know we've we've all had our ups and downs haven't we with with the way the pandemic has been in terms of how things go so Thomas, see that you had been thinking about that even before it hit was, you know, might actually have to be asking you for the lottery numbers later because obviously you saw a lot of things come in and things. But um, yeah, it's an absolutely fantastic initiative and shows it goes beyond just that volunteering of, yeah, I'm helping out on an event day. It's actually more of a wider range in support for a volunteer, for a member of the community, which this is all about. So Jenny, I'll move move on to you. And I guess, you know, you've worked with a number of sporting federations, organisations, clubs, in in your role um what are the best things that you've seen when it comes to kind of managing supporting recruiting engaging volunteers and almost what do you think is the next step in terms of where we could go to 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 almost you know make volunteering even easier for people
0: that is an excellent question and that is the question at at the heart of my role as I mentioned earlier 10 million people give their time to sport and physical activity and within that there is 10 million individuals. That is the brilliant thing about volunteering. It is as diverse as those individuals. So the challenge is, how do you create that personal connection? How do you understand your volunteer? What are their motivations? How can you support them? And actually, how can they contribute through their skills, through their life experience, through their, their passion and through their, their time, obviously? But as, uh, as you have mentioned, as an organisation, as a federation or as a national governing body or an active partnership or, or a charity, how do you support your volunteers when you have tens, hundreds or in, in this case thousands uh, of them and yet still make it feel personal? And that is mm. that is the challenge and that is the connection. And technologies really help with that, but also real clarity of the value of volunteers to your organisation. You know, you don't just count yep. them as numbers of hours given you know you really understand the impact that they bring and in our work and through our volunteering investment funds we've been able to show that actually the experience the volunteer has is so important because if they have a better experience and they enjoy their time first of all really simply they're more likely to come back but also they're far more likely then to gain the benefits that we know that volunteering can bring whether that's individual development so greater skills greater confidence greater friendships Mental health, mental well-being, really importantly and really strongly comes through. But also then community development, and there's that community connection and community trust. And we've seen across the board, those benefits have, or volunteers have had an uptick of those benefits by having a positive volunteer experience. And then if we take another step forward and think about the participant who we're helping to get active and helping for them to enjoy that programme, actually, that is where the unique added value of volunteering. Someone is giving up their time to help me do, you know, couch to 5K, running local running group, local tennis, mm-hmm. local, you know, local online hula class, whatever it is, there's a real value to having a volunteer. Uh, particularly, as Shruti's talked through, for someone like me, someone who understands me and understands where i come from and understands the barriers I'm facing in helping me mm-hmm. get active and get uh, get moving. So I think, as you kind of, your question alluded to, there is a change coming, there has been. Volunteering is constantly evolving. But how we think about what qualifications you need, what skills, importantly, how we think about safeguarding, keeping our volunteers mm. and our p- participants safe. How we think about how we create that, that diversity and that vibrancy so that we have new ideas, we have differences of thought, we have different life experiences coming in. So that actually, your hula class can sit alongside your cricket because actually there's nothing to say I can't enjoy both. Probably not yeah. at the same time. We're not yet there yet. Yeah. You know. <laughs> But actually, we are stronger by the greater choice and the greater connections at at the local level. Um, So Sport England is working with partners who share our vision for uh, more people being physically active, but also with partners who are looking to understand how they can modernise and bring volunteering and create those volunteering experiences forward.
1: Absolutely. I think some of the things you mentioned resonate so much with me in terms of, you know this ability to to not only support volunteers and not only look at them as as you so eloquently put it as just uh, hours given, actually it's the whole entire benefit of it. And also what also resonates with me is obviously the people who are kind of managing or or handling these volunteers. How much their role has completely changed because, like you say, if you're managing a thousand, two thousand, five thousand volunteers, you know, without the use of technology, how do you? create that personal interaction with them how do you create those feedback loops as you mentioned Shruti how do you you know make sure that we are giving them the most support or showcasing what skills they have gained so that when they go to a new role or they've just come out of university these can be used alongside the physical aspects Um, and I don't know Shruti if there's anything that you might want to add from your end?
2: Uh, So I guess Jenny's covered it all
1: and has been super
2: clear. So nothing to add on the specific points. Just one little point from my side is basically, how do we define volunteering and how do we value the little contributions? Because when you think about the individual volunteer journey, I think over 90% of our volunteers don't even see it as volunteering. They see it more of a making a difference and helping um, the community to enjoy, be it cricket in this case. So I think it, there's there's a piece of work around like what is volunteering and how do we how do organisations value the little contributions that these this amazing network make to to cricket and all other sports as well.
1: It's so true. It's it's completely you know that that new def- definition of of where it's come from. I, I completely agree with that, and I think um, you know the more. I think organizations, charities, whoever you may be, think about it. I think the better experience it has for us all, you know, and as someone who's relatively new to volunteering, you know, I'm already trying to plan when's the next event I'm going to, what's the next thing I'm doing. So, you know, I want to be one of those people where we can kind of see this change happen because selfishly, I want to do more volunteering. So it's it's a win-win for everyone, I think. Right. I'm going to take this in a little bit of a different direction. So it's more about kind of your stories or anything that you've seen, particularly with with your interaction with volunteering and how you've seen. So, you know, are there any stories that you have and it could be positive, it could be negative that really stick out in your mind in your of, of kind of what volunteering stands to do to improve? Maybe I can start with you, Jenny.
0: Thanks, Phil. My volunteering no stories. Funny enough, my immediate reaction always goes to when I used to run my own volunteers. It's, it's been many, many years now. And and my I certainly didn't have favourites, but I had, you know, I had a, a group of the older women who I absolutely loved, mainly because they also cooked for me, but the likes of Gladys and Nancy <laughs> and Catherine O'Neill. <laughs> or when we do kind of um, yeah. fundraising dinners, the the unspoken but definitely tension of the battle between whose rice is better, whether it's Edith's or Agatha's. Just to say, ladies, both your rice is amazing. <laughs> but that that was it. It was almost, I think, more about the personal connections and the, and the love and that emotive response. And then you kind of mm-hmm. almost take a step up to my role at the moment, where we work with partners and then their volunteers. So I'm, I'm very much... Um, arm's length, several steps away, which is perhaps the the bit I don't quite like as much about my current role. But I'm really honoured to be often asked to be part of kind of panels for Volunteer of the Year awards. So recently with with tennis, the LTA or with England golf. And that is so humbling to hear and understand how they recognise those people who have given a, a significant contribution. But I guess at the other end of the scale, what really gets me excited is You don't need to have given a huge amount of time. You don't need to have been a volunteer for many years. You don't need to have kind of done significant, massive kind of set pieces, although I'm incredibly grateful for those that do. But actually, it's those little bits. Mm -hmm. It's those small ideas or the let's just get together. So I'm currently part of a small team helping set up a junior park run locally in in and big thanks to councillor miller kirby and jazz from parkrun but actually it's just those little things of just helping do a bit and spark saying we can do this and i know when it happens it will be amazing it'll blow my mind to see all those kids having a great time so i have loads of positive stories i probably also have a load of negative ones but but actually i don't want people to listen and think i have to I have to commit a huge amount or I have to mm. be this person for the rest of my life actually dipping in and out of volunteering and where your energies take you is really important because volunteering doesn't <laughs> happen in a silo your, your life happens and it's just yeah. what what takes it so I want everyone to think that they can contribute
1: I couldn't agree more I think you know the conversations that I've certainly been having has been around how volunteering is you know you've got a spare afternoon because the kids have gone to their grandparents or you know you've got an afternoon where you've got annual leave and you fancy giving a bit of your time to something I think that element of volunteering is something we're seeing which is going to change and I think having that flexibility of fitting around your life rather than being I have to volunteer every Tuesday between three and five is is certainly something I can see is changing at the moment and I think it will change as, as we go on as well. So yeah, completely agree with that. Shruti, any stories from you? I'm sure you must have quite a few.
2: <laughs> I do have quite a few and um, <laughs> just one more to add to Jenny's positive one. Obviously, we met each other through this great volunteering initiative. Um, of
1: course, sorry. of course. <laughs>
2: but no, I think the two that definitely done out to me is when we started in 2019, We engaged um, a couple of volunteers, well quite a few volunteers in 2019, but um, two that really strike me is two of them have actually now secured full-time employment at the England and Wales Cricket Board and they're a part of like the team, that they're helping us deliver Dream Big and also another volunteering initiative that we're driving forward. So little did they know that that by making a difference to our All-Stars and National Programmes, that their whole career life would change. So like one of them was a full-time PT and basically found the perfect opportunity with the England and Wales cricket board. Another one literally fresh out of university graduated, never in a million years thought she'd have a job in sports, but w- was passionate about making a difference to women's lives. And she's now in our team. So as Jenny's alluded to, like you never know where this will take you volunteering things happen. You make friends, you make lifelong friends, you, you become mm-hmm. part of community groups and things stand out. But there's, there's there two that um, I guess immediately come to mind, but there's so many like throughout the pandemic, seeing a number of volunteers um basically because they saw the difference from taking part in Dream Big, they actually thought and felt confident enough to step up in the community by helping, but by creating food banks, doing checking mm-hmm. calls for the elderly and helping their community throughout the past 18 months. So I could literally list and reel off a whole Load of stories that I've seen and that I've seen that happen, and like if any listeners listening, and I've forgotten any, I apologise. But there are so many like that (laughs) I think would would be here for my whole for the whole next week.
0: If (laughs) I,
1: I was gonna say I I was gonna say you could probably write a novel with some of the stories that you've you've probably seen, and I'm sure it'd be a really enthralling read as well. But it's obviously great to see you know kind of how these things. and it's always been my my focus on volunteering, having been involved for maybe two years in the in the arena of some of the experiences that I've seen, uh, you know, I did in my literally one volunteering some of the people I met was just it was so eye opening. You know, I met someone who was literally lived round the corner for me who was forty years older than me and was telling me about the school I went to way before I was born. And it's just those kind of little connections which I think, you know, I'm certainly passionate about getting that experience from more people, but basically giving them the ability to volunteer as and when they want to go right i want to meet people i want to kind of get more involved especially as we come out of the pandemic as well um
0: um, if it's okay for me to jump in i do realize that both shruti and i sidestepped neatly your your ask about negative stories and negative experiences because obviously Mm -hmm. we we love volunteering we always want to champion it but almost coming back to shruti's earlier point about a feedback loop that mm-hmm. if someone has not had a positive experience volunteering, it is really important to listen and to understand that and then think about what, what it is. So just as we can name hundreds of positive stories, we probably can name similar of, of someone who's tried and hasn't had the experience they, uh, they thought they would. And Sport England's done some research in recent years and actually we found that it, those who perhaps are uh, underrepresented in sports volunteering to start with who are more likely to have a less positive experience. And we need to hear, and we need to understand that, and actually, that's why we then work with partners such as the ECB to think about who is not feeling included or what is it around the volunteer kit, which the ECB have been fantastic about expanding the range of just you know the volunteer shirts and how they fit and how they feel so that everyone mm-hmm. feels welcomed. So we need to, as a sector, and certainly myself in my role, I need to constantly almost hear those those experiences, understand those barriers. And actually then start thinking about, well, what are the systemic, what's the things immediately that we can help Mm change? But what are the systemic things? You know, how can we make sure that more people feel the opportunities are for them? How can we break down roles? How can we help organisations think strategically around their volunteers and the value of them? So I didn't want you to Mm. think that Shruti and I had just done a little done a little sideways step there for you um, or or not think it doesn't exist because it it does exist. And it's really important that we help people tell us when it hasn't worked.
1: Absolutely, and I think you've you've hit the nail on the head there. It, it's always one of these, look, volunteering has always been about positive experiences and positive outcomes for those involved and those that it's it's creating an experience for, but it's impossible to get it right every time. So I guess, Shruti, my next question following on from that is kind of in this feedback loop that you've obviously established, kind of how do you manage the data, how do you analyse the data, and how do you utilise it to kind of improve the volunteering program going forward?
2: As Jenny's already mentioned, I think it's there's a case of listening and mm. actually sharing that wider beyond myself. So as Jenny's mentioned, there is there has been multiple occasions where I've had feedback directly to myself or even my boss or even the team. And the one thing that you, I guess, that I've definitely learned is you can't just keep it to yourself. You've got to probably shout a bit louder about that feedback Mm -hmm. than you would of a positive story. So Mm -hmm. whenever we get that feedback is I will always ensure that it's communicated to the team, but also in the wider organization, because that's how you learn and that's how you ensure your program is better. And some of the feedback we had initially was around the timing of training. um, It's too much. Mm As Jenny's mentioned the kit isn't suitable because sports clothing's normally like fitted and tight so we took all that feedback on and I think there's a bit of showing that we one of the things we like to do is like a, you said we did or showing mm-hmm. that we are listening we often what I've experienced in the past and one of the things that we've looked at changing here at the ECB is when someone gives you feedback We often take on the board, we often do so many things internally, but we never get back to the volunteer to tell them what we And one of the things that we've definitely ensured that we've done is, whether or not that volunteer continues with us, we will always feed back to say, look, based on your feedback, we have done X, Y, Z. And Mm -hmm. appreciate it's not been the best journey for you, but we will find means to make it better. And sometimes you've got to accept it that this volunteer may not continue with you but it's probably the volunteers are the biggest impact in your project
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely
2: so i think um it's about like when you do get feedback it's about you have a responsibility to share it but also like beyond your teams like in the organization and I'm, i'm pretty sure jenny can vouch for it but like when things haven't gone right for us we've we've definitely been open and honest about this isn't working or we've struggled with like enrolling volunteers because the systems are just too complicated or like setting up programs because they've got to register so we've we've definitely always had that open feedback and when there's a lot of minds working to solve a solution as they say right a problem shared is a problem halved that's what we try to do because i would say that's that feedback has probably shaped our project more than the stories that i love to shout about and put a positive yeah
1: absolutely you know. the learnings just make things better, right? And we just get to a place where volunteers have a programme that's been shaped by them that fits them and does all these these amazing things for them and probably maybe trying to put a bit more of a positive spin on this so I suppose there's probably that same element when it comes to kind of reward and recognition as well so recognizing the amazing jobs that these volunteers are doing kind of continuing to tell them that that you're completely valued here and and without you this is impossible I imagine there's a a lot you do around that as well Shruti.
2: Yeah definitely and I think often we feel that like doing a big award ceremony or recognising them on media or something like that is is how volunteers want to be recognised. But in a recent survey that we did at the England and Wales Cricket Board was 76% of our volunteer base just wanted a simple thank you. And often we forget them simple gestures that value the contributions of what individuals are making to the game so one of the things that we're really excited on that we're working on in the background so watch this space in the next couple of months and in the next year or so you will see how the learnings we've had from the dream big project to thank our volunteers has basically spread across wider into the game and across the Mm -hmm. yes volunteers we're going to have a big focus around how can we reach more volunteers in a way that's meaningful to them because often like giving out merchandise or tickets to a game might not be the reason a volunteer volunteers so it's really understanding the motivations of why people are volunteering and wanting to take part so we've done a lot of work in understanding the motivations understanding the demographics of volunteers in the game and how we can make their experience better because word of mouth is I guess, the strongest marketing yep. tool we will have. So mm-hmm. we ensure an experience is good from a reward and recognised point of view. We know they will go on and tell their friends to take part and show that. In, I'm very biased in this case, but cricket's a great place to volunteer as well as other
1: sports as well <laughs> other sports are available but no this is your podcast and is is about you and 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 for sure the, the reward and recognition side of things it sounds like you've made a real effort to kind of get that right Jenny anything to add anything that you've seen to, to add on to Shruti's points
0: just I guess for um for those listening in if you're a volunteer manager and you're thinking this all sounds great but how do I where do I start and what do I do we've we've spoken about how you you understand your volunteers and your volunteers are are as diverse as, as they are they are individuals as Shruti's talked about understanding motivations and having a feedback loop thinking about how you can reward and recognize and further develop your volunteers and actually Um, setting up simple things like an annual volunteer survey or a particular welcome or induction process. They don't need to be overly onerous, but actually what you do with that data and actually how you distill it as insight is really important and how you then bring alongside the the kind of more anecdotal stuff or the more qualitative work so i don't want people sitting and thinking oh my goodness this is a a huge endeavor actually start small start thinking about what is the bits that you'd like to know how you'd like to engage your volunteers um sport england on our volunteering pages have a a, a kind of a a question bank for an annual volunteer survey we draw down a lot of the national survey questions so that then you could kind of benchmark yourself against kind of volunteer satisfaction that uh, a number of the national surveys do so i don't want people to feel that it's too much especially if you're a new volunteer manager or or working for an organization that particularly doesn't have a huge amount of resource obviously i'm sure philip that you you will plug your own platform but there are a a number of platforms and technologies there to support volunteer managers and actually that is that getting that process up and running and almost that process not feeling heavy not feeling like a process that's what will then help you unlock kind of your your volunteer kind of resources so nothing in the specifics but just to reassure people there's some really easy steps you can take
1: absolutely and i think with the adoption of technology as we've alluded to a few times um in this chat you know it has to be about making your job easier. There's no point in putting things in place because, you know, it's worked in another sport or you've heard it's worked somewhere else. I think it's such an important thing to shape it to your own individual program. So if you need something that's huge, that has loads of steps because you've got loads of different pathways, then great, you know, that's being shaped for the right way. But like you say, if you're a new volunteer manager coming in and you're managing, you know, 50, 100 volunteers and you just want something to send a you know a, a quick email to allow people to choose what events they want to go into it's definitely something that the platform needs to work for you and that's always kind of again you know in the conversation we've had it's always been about what do you need what are the things that you need as a volunteer manager what are the things your volunteers need and let's build a program that or or, or let's put in place a technology that works to tick those boxes so i think it's a fantastic point on that and i think on that i think it's a great place to wrap up the podcast so really thank you for your time jenny and shruti it's been incredible to hear both your your stories and and your tips and your tricks and 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 everything that you do for volunteering so um thanks again and yeah have a great rest of your day
0: brilliant
2: thanks so much philip thanks
1: shruti thanks, thanks. thanks jenny
3: take care bye take See care bye Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Engaged Volunteer Podcast with Jenny Betteridge and Shruti Sajani. We hope you enjoyed it. If this is your first time listening, then welcome. Our podcast aims to highlight the ways in which organizations and individuals are engaging with their communities to connect them to events and causes they're passionate about, with new episodes released each Wednesday fortnight. The best way to support us is to click follow wherever you listen to your podcasts, and to tell your friends about us. For our next episode, hosted by Shannon Gove, we're very lucky to be joined by Anne Catherine Yen, Senior Volunteer Manager at FIFA. In this episode of the podcast, we get a rare glance at FIFA's impressive global volunteer management solution. Streamlining processes for administrators and volunteers alike, Anne Catherine takes a deep dive into FIFA's unique program and how they are striving for service excellence by delivering a consistent and connected experience for their volunteers. We hope to catch you then.